0: good morning greetings and bless the lord saints of god this is tony triple c podcast coming live with another episode of triple c Let's open with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this awesome opportunity to once again come before you to download, to record, to stream your word. It is our desire, God, that we spread the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, that someone may be saved, converted, healed, and set free. Bless every podcast listener today that will be able to download this, listen to it, and prayerfully share it with friends, family members, and even co workers. Dear God, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, my Lord, my strength and my redeemer. And may someone receive the engrafted word of God, which is able to save souls. Blessed now in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, literally, we greet you in divine love. Let's go right into the word of God. Uh, today, we're going to come from 1 Peter chapter 4, looking at the first Four verses, and I may paraphrase a little beyond that, but First Peter chapter 4, starting at verse 1 through verse 4, and I may expound a little bit further. Reading from the King James Version of the Bible from 1 Peter chapter 4, starting at verse number 1, "'For as much then as Christ has suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves likewise with the same mind.'" For he that have suffered in the flesh have ceased from sin, that he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh to the lust of men, but to the will of God. For at the time past of our life may suffice us to have wrought the will of the Gentiles when we walk in lasciviousness, lust, excessive wine, revelings, banquetings, and abominable idolatries. Wherein they think it's strange that you run not with them to the same excess of riot, speaking evil of you. May God bless us all, the readers, hearers, and doers of his word. God put a caption, and it'd been weighing on me all week, and he put a caption on this when one. this one's titled for this Sunday's podcast Strange Things Do Happen to Christian People strange things do happen to Christian people. And and so here's what God would do. We're going to kind of uh describe a little bit from the Amplified Version, which is just more an English version other than the King James. But just want you to get into your spirit. I don't know who this is to. I don't know who it is for. I don't know what you've been going through. I know, here's the thing, and I need y'all to understand something. If you've been around me for any length of time, you will find uh, the seriousness of this gospel in the ministry, we always are surrounded and are constantly involved in what's called spiritual warfare. Spiritual warfare means you're not gonna see it with your natural eyes. There are spirit beings in operation all the day long. So many people attend church blindly and have not been taught the spiritual warfare that the enemy has launched. Let me go on record and say this. If you are a believer that God is omnipresent, meaning he's everywhere at all times, you have to also believe that Satan, a fallen angel who's not omnipresent, took a third of the of the angels with him because they had the ability to have a free choice. They chose to follow the voice of of the voice of Satan and not stay with the comfort and the peace of God in eternity and a third of the angels, however many that means, I do not have a numerical value because I'm not a statistician, but I do believe that the enemy has a strategic army that he has disseminated upon the lives of those who want to walk with God, those who choose not to follow the teachings of God. He already got them, but they flip-flop every day, all the day. Those of us that have decided to follow Jesus, those of us that have decided to make Jesus our choice, you may have been struggling Wherever you're from, wherever you reside, wherever you live live, and wherever you list, whatever church you go to, if you're striving in 2024 to get your spiritual life better than it was in 2023, I can rest assured you, you are probably and more than likely under constant attack in your spirit. You are going through it and you can't put your finger as to why. I believe I'm talking to somebody and I'm telling you this is hot off the wire and I'm pretty sure you all have asked God for things. You may be sick in your body. You may be having headaches. You may be having things that historically you had no clue that was genetically a part of your bloodline and now today it's manifesting. There's things that's coming to you you ain't never dreamed of. There's people that you thought was your friend. They have showed you. They have told you. You tried not to believe them, but they've made it obvious they've never been on your side. There's people that you thought was going to bless you on your job. They've promised you things. They've lied to you. They've told you. They've hoodwinked you. They've bamboozled you, and you trusted them. Why? Because you want to just trust people for what their word is, but they have failed you. And you've been walking around angry. You've been walking around frustrated. You've been dealing with something. And then me and Tanya talk about this our work cultures over the last five to six years has just changed. And you can't even put your finger on the behavior that we see now, that we are subject to, that we have to deal with and suffer. And we make it. Let me drop some in your spirit while I'm coming by your street. I'm not saying that we're, we're succumbing to it and we can't survive. No, no, don't get it twisted. We're holding to God's unchanging hand. we got to believe God. We better get right with God and stay in, in right with the Lord. Amen. And I want you to understand something. You can watch whatever media outlet you watch. If you are not paying attention, I ain't said it in a while in 2024. I haven't said it at all. Do y'all understand that we still are living in a world gone wild? The political bureaucracy from, as I say, from the White House to the church house to our house, you can't put your finger on the behavior that we're seeing. We've got people like Gino Jenkins that's challenging all kinds of people to a debate from the pulpit. Do y'all understand? God ain't never called us to challenge anybody every Sunday. God ain't told us to have a war of his word. Let me drop something else in your spirit. God's word has been standing 2,000 plus years before you and I was even a dot in our mom and is eye. He doesn't need us to try to defend the truth. The truth, as i said, even in a work world, when you tell the truth, the Bible says, we walk into freedom and we know the truth and the truth shall make you free. See, when you stand on truth, you don't have to change your story. But a liar changes his story 10 times, times 10 a day. But a truth teller stands on the promises of truth and the truth is the same. And this is what I said at work. You can ask me if you think I'm lying about things that we do. If I tell you the truth, you can ask me a hundred times a day for a hundred days, my story will not change. This Bible, as I understand it, has not changed changed. You don't have to follow it. You can choose to follow whoever you want to follow. If you want to give all your money to the people who told you they're the prophet of today, even though they're not prophesying that a Messiah is coming, we already know he's come, he's gone, but he's coming back. And he's not coming back for any titled religion. He's not coming back for any title type of church. He's coming back for a body of born again, baptized in the spirit, believers. Now, let me get to the gist of what God put in my spirit. Again, strange things do happen to Christian people. Here's something that's going on. Something is brewing in the enemy's camp against you. I don't know what it is. I just believe that God has called me to prepare myself for the unexpected. I believe God has called me to stand firm and not be not vigilant. I believe that God is saying there's an enemy attack surmounting against you. Whatever it is, I don't know. I believe the word, and here's what he put it in my spirit. Last Sunday, I do recall that I used the word beware, talking about stranger danger. Stranger danger means that there's something behind a fence, there's something ahead of you that you need to be prepared for or start getting prepared for. Do I know what that is? No, ma'am, no, sir. I do know that we gotta stand on the truth and promises of God's word. And by doing that, it should hopefully help bring down your anxiety and your stress level. I hope and pray that when we have these kinds of messages, messages, when we're going through the storms of life, The songwriter says that your soul should be anchored in the Lord. Please don't anchor your soul in a man. Please don't anchor your soul in the preacher's title. Don't anchor your soul in me. I still am human. I still have to believe that, yea, I walk through the valleys of the shadows of death, that I will fear no evil. And I have to believe that God is with me, that his rod and his staff comforts me. I too have to believe that I should walk by the waters that's still, that's calm, that I choose peace, Your Honor. I, too, have to believe that God will make my mess into a miracle. I, too, have to believe that no matter what I'm in, God can get me out of it. But there's a reason we are where we are at the present time. I can tell you story upon story that Paul was shipwrecked, had been beaten. But what he said, he chose Jesus as his choice. I could tell you all the stories like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that was in the fiery furnace, that the furnace was turned up seven times hotter by King Nebuchadnezzar, but they chose to trust God, and in the midst of the fire of their life, there was a fourth man in the fire, and they did not get burned. I could tell you the story of Daniel in the den of the lions because he would not bow down to the king's decree. But yet they threw him in the den of the lions, knowing that the lion would devour him. But yet, to their amazement and to their surprise, he was standing in the midst of the lion, unharmed and untouched. Oh, I hope I got a praying church to understand the battle is not yours, it's the Lord's. If you're in the hands of God, why do you keep worrying about your haters? If you understand the battle is the Lord's, yeah, I know why, because you're human. But then you got to learn and realize, I told you, stranger danger, beware. Why? I'm telling you today, and I got one next Sunday, God already put in my spirit. And I'm going to give you a precap of what, I don't know all the the details of it yet, but beware seducing spirits is coming your way. Why? We are in warfare. I'm talking about from the White House to the church house to your house. Don't y'all know that children are still disobedient and unthankful, unholy? You got carjackers and drive-by shooters that's that's people barely into their teenage years. Don't y'all understand that there's home invasions still happening? Now there's daytime smashing grabs. Don't you understand people are still being kidnapped? Don't you understand that sex trafficking is real? That the Colombians and the drug cartel is still real? See, the enemy got you focused on the the, the migrant immigrants trying to get across the border because they want to have a better life. But in the midst of all that, there's a whole lot of things going on. You see us preachers getting exposed by the hundreds. Why? Why? Because we've been raping and robbing and pilferging people. We've been building sanctuaries of edifices, even in the poorest of neighborhoods, but yet we do nothing for the truth and the sanctity of people that live around the very church that we pastor. We got folks like the Sun Dome in California, the Potter's House in Dallas. It's been reported, and I've been by the Sun Dome in California, but not the Potter's House, that they are in the, the worstest and the poorest of neighborhoods, but yet you see millions of dollars sunk into an edifice so that people can make more money. Just this, this message ain't about that, but I want you to understand, strange things do happen to Christian people. I'm going somewhere. So here we are. The first thing got to put in my spirit. Let's go to the word real quick and then we will digress and I'll move to the Amplified and we'll close the podcast. Let me read the Amplified through verse four and hopefully it'll make it a little clearer for you. Here's what the word says in 1 Peter chapter four. So since Christ suffered in the flesh for us, for you, arm yourselves with the same thought and purpose, patiently to suffer rather than fall, fail to praise God. For whoever has suffered in the flesh, having the mind of Christ, that's us, is done with the intentional sin. We ain't trying to just sin because we carte blanche are trying to. We still sin because we're human. No longer excuses, but we understand that the war is threefold. You fighting against the spirit of God that you've accepted and you're fighting against the enemy trying to get you out of spiritual character has stopped pleasing himself and the world, I'm going somewhere, and pleases God. See, we're not trying to hurt God anymore. God's been too good to us. Oh, if I had a praying church, if you just wake up and get woke and look around and look back over your life, if you're listening to this Sunday's podcast, whether it's Monday, Tuesday, or another day in the early part of the week, if you're listening to this, you ought to stop And look at what God has done for you. No, you may not have received everything you desire, but you have everything that you need. Oh, if you told the truth and shamed the devil, if you look over your life, there's nothing in life that you really, really, really need that you don't have right now. You don't know what you don't need. You don't know what you do need until God let it manifest in your life. But presently, if you look around, I believe I've got a witness here that you've got everything that you need. And then some. Do you fit in the category with your nasty, ungrateful self that God done blessed you, but you want more? That's what the Pharisees did. That's what the Sadducees did. That's what the world does with your greedy self. Just be thankful sometime. And when you are, watch what God's going to do. You have an abundance, but don't hoard it. If God told you to give it, give it. Don't be like the rich young ruler who had all the riches and wealth, but desired not to give it away if God told him. But yet God told him that night his soul shall be required because he knew his heart. Verse 2 says, So that he can no longer spend the rest of his natural life living by his human appetites and desires, but he lives for what God wills. You just want to do God's will, amen? For the time that is past already suffices for doing what the Gentiles, people who are not supposed to be of the chosen generation, like to do, living as you have done. What? How did you live? In shamelessness, in stolen, wantonness, wanting all the time, in lustful desires, just got to have it because you want to have it. You don't really need it. You just want to have it. Drunkenness. God didn't say don't drink. He said be not a drunkard, but be filled with the spirit. Why? Because those that are in the world will follow you. You ain't got no business following all the dictates of the world. Reveling. you a Rebel. You out there causing hell, hate, and discontent in that regard. reveling, drinking bouts of abominableness, lawlessness, idolatries. There's a lot of different things that fall under having idol gods. You can have a car or a house or your money, your stocks, your bonds, your title, become your idol god. You look more to that stuff than you do to God himself. You could treasure the thing that you've acquired more than you treasure your relationship with God. That's what it's talking about. I hope I help. I'm helping somebody. Verse four says, they are astonished. Here's where I'm going and I'm almost done this morning. They are astonished and think it very clear that you do not run hand in hand with them in the same excesses of dispensation and they abuse you. They get messed up as long as you sitting at the water cooler, gossiping, lying, and talking. You they friend for the immediate moment. But as soon as you wake up, and the modern day term I've heard, don't know if it's still relevant, but I'm using it, if you become woke and realize that I'm not going to do that no more, I'm not going to be at everybody's cubicle in the world of cubicles, or if you on your job, if you're leaning on the truck, if you out there on the fence, if you stop your tractor, if you in your car, if you're on your job, and you just always gossiping about whoever, and then you realize that benefits you not, and you desire to change from your wicked ways, this is what this is saying. They want to abuse you because you're no longer a part of the liar's club. Not the player's club, the liar's club. Do not, let me drop this in your spirit while I'm telling you this. Here it is. The first thing is this as a reading verse four. The first thing God gives God gave me four good things to put in your spirit. The first one is your life Ain't what it used to be. Whatever that means for you. If you're listening to this podcast, your life ain't what it used to be. Every one of us is an ex something. Every one of us have been delivered from something. In the book of Galatians, chapter 3, he says that we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. God has delivered you from whatever your inconsistency is. The second thing is this it's okay. That you don't hang with them no more. They ain't going to understand it. I just read it in verse 4. They are astonished and think it very queer that you do not now run hand in hand with them. Now you funny. Now you got an attitude. Now something's different about you. Now, Now you ain't how you used to be. See, folk oftentimes only remember who you used to be. They don't want to accept who you are and who you're becoming in the Lord. They don't like the now you. They don't want to see the new you. They like the old drunk you. They like the old lying you. They like the old excessively cussing you. They like the joker that will talk about everybody and give nobody no credit. That's the one that they prefer to hang with. That. You running hand-in-hand with them in the same excess of dispensation, and they abuse you. They can't physically. Some will probably try to hurt you, but it's a mental capacity. They're trying to banish you in their mind. They're trying to belittle you. They're trying to talk down to you. They're trying to make you feel less than, and hopefully I'm talking to somebody this morning. But I'm telling you, and I'm almost done, it's okay that you don't hang with them no more. I said it this way, and I believe it. Not everybody that God has allowed to come into your life was meant to stay and be present as a part of your life for the rest of your life. Some people on your journey was just there for a season, for a moment, for a time, like a bubble on the water. Hello, Holy Ghost. Here's number three. This is what I'm going to tell you. I've said this before, and I love it. Favor from God ain't going to be fair to the world. It's just God's favor on you. What does that mean? When you trust God unequivocally, when you trust God Wholeheartedly, When you put your trust and your reliance on the word through your prayer, through your fasting, through your singing, through your tears, through your anguish, through your pain. But you do like a spiritual job. Your friends come to tell you that you must have messed up royally. you got somebody else in your ear telling you, won't you just curse God and die? And you do all of that and you still stand on the promise of God and you tell them you speak like a foolish one. I refuse to give up on God because God has not given up on me. Though the world will slay me yet will I continue to trust God. Oh, I'm telling you, God plus one is the majority. You and God can conquer anything if you got faith. If you walk with God and talk with God, he will walk with you and talk with you. You look on the picture of your life as you're on the sand, but they're not your footprints. It's God carrying you. You're on the back of God. You're in the palm of God's hand. You're in the bosom and the cradle of his arm. You don't let go of God because they tell you, Peter, to look back because you can't walk on water. You tell them, get thee behind me, Satan. I'm trusting God. You got to tell this and I'm going to close right now. I'm going to read five and six and just kind of go and close this thing out. Here it says, who shall give an account to him that is ready to judge the quick and the dead? That's God. That's the, that's the King James version. Verse five says it this way in Amplified. But they will have to give an account to him who is ready to judge and pass sentence on the living and the dead. I don't want you to become judge, juror, and executioner. There's going to come a day as I close this part. Thank you, Holy Ghost. I'll close. In that regard, there's going to come a day that God's going to pronounce judgment. And it's called the Lamb's Book of Life. You ain't got to believe me. You ain't got to believe nothing that I tell you, but I pray that one day you'll understand and become woken and realizing here that this Bible is real. Let me tell you this while I'm on record. I've been studying for many, many years. There's no other religion known to man that speaks of eternity. There's no other religion known to man that says there's one door to get to glory. He says, I go to prepare a place for you and there I am, ye shall be also. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, but I'm coming back to get you. There's a time and a season for everything. You asking me, preacher, you don't understand what I'm going through, but I'm telling you, no, I don't, because I'm not present. I'm not all knowing. I can't be everywhere at once, but this is what I do know. How long? Not long. How long do you trust God? Continuously. No matter what you're going through, yea, though you walk through the valleys of the shadows of death, may you may feel a physical hurt because you had to leave some of those friends behind, but let me drop in your spirit, don't you be a locked wife and look back and want to go back. I'm telling you, God didn't give us her name for a reason. She was irrelevant because he knew her heart. Don't you look back at your old life because you're going through some things right now. Oh, I shouldn't have came out here like the children of Israel to Moses. You brought me out here to die. God didn't bring you out here to leave you. God brought you here to bless you. God brought you this far to make you. He's stretching you. He's allowing you to grow in him. Why? How can you know that God is your God if you never go through anything? I close by saying it this way. Strange things do happen to Christian people. You be encouraged. And I'm going to tell you this. I told you, favor from God to the world ain't fair. they wondering how you got promoted. They went and told the Admiral. They went and told HR that you must have got promoted illegally. But let me tell you something. You don't worry about that. I'm not telling you what I know. I'm, t- I'm not telling you what I think. I'm telling you what I've been through. When they go and did, de- God has a way of bringing them back into your life. And they'll come with tears in their eyes if they listen to God and repent and say I'm sorry, because guess what? God's got you. You don't belong to them. You belong to God. I close now by saying this. When you realize that strange things will happen to you, you got to do this and believe that favor from God to the world will never be fair. It's God's favor on your life. But the last and closing thing that God told me to tell you, please make Jesus your choice. No matter what you go through, no matter what comes into your way, no matter what state you're in right now, whether you're sick and you've got a fever, you've got to claim your healing. If you're in the midst of the hospital, I don't know God's will for your life, but you've got to make Jesus your choice. You've got to hear me, child of God, as I close. I want you to be like the woman with an issue of blood who bled for twelve long years. The Bible says that she went to doctor after doctor after doctor, and she gave all that she had. But there came Jesus by way of her town. As I tell you, as I drive by your street and drop a spiritual nugget in your mailbox, I believe if I had a praying church, that, that, that Jesus, when he comes by your way, you may be sleep in your dream, and the angel of the Lord is telling you to be still and know that. God is God. Here it is you're going through. All you're trying to do on your physical job is keep your mouth shut. Stay in your lane. Do what God wants you to do, that your work is as unto the Lord. But here comes the enemy. He's coming trying to tempt you. He's trying to tantalize you. He's trying to torment you. He's got liars calling you. They're texting you. They're emailing you. They're causing hate and discontent. But you do what? You stand on the principles of God's word. you stand stand, and after done all to stand. You stand on what God has told you. I'm telling you, though the strange things are happening right now, don't you give up on God because God has not given up on you. How long, preacher? Well, I go through not long because as I told you a couple of Sundays ago, a thousand years is as one day, and one day is as a thousand years. In earthly vernacular, you just hold on. It's something about God. When God flips the page, you feel like you about to lose your mind. You feel like nobody understands what you're going through, but you say what? You shake the dust off. You stand still and you extend your hands towards heaven and say, for God, I'll live and for God, I'll die. I know strange things are coming, God. I got some folk right now that don't favor me, but I'm not going to look to them. I'm going to look above them. I'm asking you this. Will you rise with me to soar with the eagles or will you stop and settle with the crows. I'm telling you, you shall not know defeat if you make Jesus your choice. I pray that I'm building warriors, not whiners. I pray that you understand that I solicit you to join the army of the living God. Though you look around with your natural eyes, I need you to understand that you must live by your spiritual eyes. I know what you see, baby, in the world is hurtful. I understand you're feeling the pressure and the pain, but God is making you a jewel and a gem. He's turning your mess into a miracle. He's turning your midnight into midday. He's making your trouble cease. He's building a bridge over your troubled water. He's feeding you spiritual food when you're in a hungry, starving land. He's telling you, I'll not leave you nor forsake you. He's telling you to hold on just a little while longer. I can't give you all the details right now, but I'm about to bring you out. I'm about to bring you up. I'm about to better you. I'm about to give you a new day. Oh baby, the difference a day will make with the Lord. Just make Jesus your choice. Come on, let's go to God. And I pray that this little bit of time in your life, that God will give you some sustenance that will help you to wipe the tears from your eyes. And all tears ain't bad tears. It's okay that some tears, though you may hurt, you will heal, amen? And I pray that God give you joy. I'll say it this way. May God give you pep in your step, bounce in your ounce, and he'll make you midnight into midday. This is Tony closing with a prayer until the next time God permit me to say a little bit to bless your day. Let's go to God. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that somebody, dear God, be blessed in such a way. I don't know what they're going through. I don't know what tomorrow's gonna bring, but I pray that you make it better in the name of Jesus Christ, no matter where they are and what they're going through, God. I pray that you make it better for them in the name of Jesus. I don't know, God, what they need, but whatever it is, bring them through it. If you get them to it, you will bring them through it. In Jesus' name, we pray. As we close out now, may the blessings of the Lord, as I said it, old school way, please make Jesus your choice. Be blessed. God bless you. Stay encouraged. Keep the fight. Keep the faith. In Jesus' name, amen. The have houses they, so they were they